0: We spent our childhood being told we were either on the naughty or nice list. That we should watch what we do, because otherwise Santa wouldn't bring us gifts. But things were a lot different when Krampus was involved. I think if the story of Krampus was around in the United States, there would have been less children not caring about ending up on the naughty list, because instead of getting cold, they could have been eaten. Hey guys, and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and it's great to talk to everybody again. How were you? How was your week? Mine has been hectic, and that is why this is going up late, unfortunately. Um, if you also couldn't tell, I am also sick, as is everybody in my family. I had some family emergencies come up this week, and it really took all of my week up, but I knew that I could you know, at least take an hour or two to sit down on Saturday and get you today's episode. I guess it's supposed to be yesterday's episode. But I'm sorry that I'm late, but I'm here and we're here to talk about Krampus. Now, it's December, everybody. It's, it's the Christmas or Yule or whatever you celebrate time of year, which means everything is going to be themed. For my Friday uploads, though, they are not going to fit into the holiday horror category that we do. They are just going to be, you know, still whatever Friday episodes that I choose to cover on those, but they will be Christmas themed, which is why this week we're talking about Krampus. My two Sunday uploads before the seven days of Christmas and crime will also be kind of holiday themed. They happened in December as well. And then the same thing when we hit our seven days of Christmas and crime, we will talk about seven different cases that happened in December. We will be skipping a Friday technically. So on the 23rd, instead of doing a normal creepy talk, because we're in seven days of Christmas and crime, that will be a crime episode and not a creepy episode. As of right now, I am halfway done with my seven days of Christmas in crime, halfway done with writing all of that information and stuff down. I should be able to get the full seven days to you guys. I know I warned you guys last month that I might not be able to get that, but as of right now, it does look like I will be able to take care of that. Anyways, let's go ahead and get into the story of Krampus. Now there's a lot of misconceptions I discovered when looking through the actual story of Krampus that we have here in the United States. I'm not sure if it's where you guys are from, if that's the same, but a lot of us here will believe Krampus is this creepy looking Santa guy who comes into your house and has these really long nails and who will drag you out of the house and do all of these completely terrible things. Now Krampus isn't a good guy. He definitely does terrible things, But Krampus is not Santa Claus, and Krampus doesn't even look like Santa Claus. Let's start with where he originated. Now, we're not 100% sure, but it does seem like Krampus originated in Germany. Um, Some of this reason is because his name is a German name for, I think it meant claw? I should have written that down. Um, But either way... A lot of stories about Krampus, the early on stories at least, seem to originate from Germany. Um, but like I said, it's unclear. Most historians actually believe that he came from the Norse mythology. They believe that somebody or a group of people got the idea from this mythology, picked it up and sort of unintentionally tied it to Christmas. Krampus is usually depicted as not being a Santa Claus looking being. He is a half goat, half demon. Now he punishes children when the Christmas season comes along. Basically, if you are naughty, instead of being on the nice list, which is Saint Nicholas's list, you are on Krampus's list. What that means is that Krampus worked side by side with Saint Nicholas. As Christmas season came around, they were basically handed two separate lists or made two separate lists saint nicholas was responsible for all of the nice kids and bringing them gifts and a good time whereas krampus was responsible for the naughty kids to you know punish them to make sure that they weren't naughty next year and saint nicholas was okay with this this helped a lot of his workload which is also interesting because as a society at least here in the united states we have saint nicholas you know created as this super great jolly happy guy who wants nothing but happy kids and is upset when people are on the naughty list and he has to give them coal and he feels so bad about doing all these things when in reality the story of krampus and saint nicholas that is not the case saint nicholas doesn't care he doesn't care that you're on the naughty list if anything that helps him a little more and he doesn't care how krampus decides to punish you for being on the naughty list now, even though he's half goat, half demon, that demon side of Krampus is usually creepily human-like. He usually has kind of a humanoid face, but he's mangled with fur and this face is kind of deranged. It doesn't look quite real. Um, He's got bloodshot eyes that like to sit on his forehead and he just steers into your soul with them because he's half goat, half demon. Instead of feet, he has hooves that march he has huge horns that curl from his head he has a very very creepily long tongue that he likes to stick out and move around to basically freak you out and he's sometimes depicted as dragging chains around him with bells attached to it on occasion so people can hear when he's coming now remember this fact about him because we're going to come back to this chain fact now kind of like in the stories that we know here in the United States, you can't get away from Krampus. If you are on his naughty list, Krampus will do everything he can to punish you for being on his naughty list. The reason that a lot of people believe that he came from the Norse mythology is because there are a ton of pagan rituals surrounding Krampus, including that Krampus was the son of Hell, who is the Norse god of the underworld. Now, fun fact here, when we're done with the Pen Pal series on Wednesdays, we're going to actually dive into the Norse gods, and I'm really excited about this. Anyways, when Christianity began to take over and the holidays in Christianity became more popular, Christianity would pick up Christmas. They would kind of build a a day to celebrate around the pagan holidays. And this is not new information. If you didn't know this, you either have never really looked into the roots of Christmas, or you are one of those people who wants to deny it. Because I know plenty of people where I'm from who will deny that Christmas came from pagan traditions. It's true, you guys. Christmas came from pagan traditions. Christianity took this and created their own holiday, which is okay. I'm not saying it's not okay. But when that happened, some people began to take Krampus out of the pagan beliefs and tie it onto Christmas. Now, the Church of Christianity, or the churches, didn't like this. They did not want such an evil, terrible guy thing to be associated with Christmas, because Christmas was happiness, it was joy, it was all sorts of things that were good, and now they had this terrible guy tied to it. They tried everything, from banning him from the church, telling their followers that he was not part of Christmas, and to not talk about him, to even handing out flyers at one point to preach to other people in 1923. That this was not okay, and that Krampus was horrible, and that he was not part of Christmas. But this didn't help, you guys. Everybody was talking about Christmas and Krampus. They really only made these hardcore attempts with banding him and handing out flyers for about four years before they realized that they were just going to have to accept the fact that Krampus is now tied to Christmas. And everybody believes Krampus and Christmas are one. Now, we're going to jump back to those chains that we talked about that he's oftentimes depicted with. He was never depicted with chains or bells or anything like that in any of the pagan rituals. When this started to become part of Krampus was when Christianity realized that no matter what they did, Krampus was always going to be tied to Christmas. They wanted to create this image of Krampus, of him basically being the devil, to fit with, you know, their Christianity, to fit with everything, to kind of make it seem like he's not just a weird demon creature that's been, you know, tied to Christmas. Because of this, they decided to take chains, which they talked about the devil having chains and stuff, and begin to draw them and tell people that Krampus carried chains because he was basically the devil with St. Nicholas this is when the chains and the bells became a thing with Krampus. He never had chains or bells before that, but Christianity created this vision. And now we still believe Krampus carries chains and bells because of it. Now here's another misconception. And like I said, this could just be here in the United States based off of our pop culture here. But I at least was under the impression that Saint Nicholas And Krampus, in the Christmas aspect of it, left Christmas Eve. They dropped off coal, you know, Krampus attacked you if you were going to be attacked, and then presents and whatever, and then they went home. But this is not true, because Krampus night, when Krampus and St. Nicholas would leave together, was not originally Christmas or Christmas Eve. It was December 5th. The two of them would have everything ready, Gifts and Krampus, to leave out together with their naughty and nice lists on the 5th of December. They would ride out together and just like we know with Santa Claus, stop at every single house. But sometimes only St. Nicholas would get out, sometimes only Krampus would get out, and sometimes they would get out together. St. Nicholas would reward the good children by putting candy in their shoes, putting little tiny presents and chocolates and all sorts of great things for when they woke up to have these gifts. But Krampus would put sticks and stones in their shoes. And this wasn't enough for Krampus because they were naughty and didn't get presents. But he knew that if it was just about the presents, they would be naughty again next year because really what was to stop them? So Krampus would bring a huge handful of sticks or like a big branch into the home. And he would go up to the room of the naughty children and he would beat the naughtiness out of them. Literally like within just like seconds of their life. And then he would stop. In some versions, he would bring a whip to fling at the children and whip the naughtiness out of them. And if you were worse, he would pick you up and stuff you in the sack that he carried because St. Nicholas and Krampus both had sacks. St. Nicholas's was full of presents and candy, whereas Krampus's was empty because he would stuff you in it. And as the night went on, Krampus's bag would fill up as St. Nicholas's bag emptied because he would fill up with the naughty children that he was taking with him. After Krampus took you, it's... Very unknown what happened. A lot of people say that he would bring you back and he would torture you for all eternity for being naughty. He would drown you in the local river and they would find your body the next morning. And if he got hungry while he was out because everybody was leaving St. Nicholas treats and cookies sometimes, as we know, Krampus would eat you. Then on December 6th, the next morning, the parents and the children would wake up. They would go downstairs and they would sometimes find presents. The candies, the oranges, the chocolates, all of these great things from Saint Nicholas. Or they would find their beaten children, brothers, sisters, with stones and sticks in their shoes. And sometimes they would wake up and not have a child, knowing that Krampus the child for being so naughty that year obviously this is horrifying this is a horrifying guy krampus is terrible and then some festivities began to be picked up surrounding krampus this would lead to a ton of movies and comic books that were created about krampus this festival, which can be celebrated in a lot of different areas, is called the Krampus Run. Most of the time, the Krampus Run is an adult festival. It involves drinking and dressing up as Krampus and walking or running up and down the streets. These people that are involved in this festival will do this and scare the people that are watching or recording this festival. Sometimes they will run at them and chase them down the street to scare them And you guys, sometimes they carry those whips and those branches and they will hit people with them, just like Krampus did. They will hit the naughty adults, basically. So if you go out to watch these festivals, a lot of the times you will go home with welts all over you from being beaten by Krampus. Nobody really knows why this Krampus festival, why Krampus got so big, big enough to earn his own festival in December, but a lot of people believe that it's because when the corporations latched onto Christmas, when they began to mold Christmas into more than just the happiest time of year to spend with family, and they began to twist it up into a commercialized holiday where your children expect you to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on them people began to basically riot. They decided that they didn't want this commercialized holiday and that they would latch onto Krampus and they would do something different. That is where a lot of people believe that the latch on Krampus came from and his popularity came from. These Krampus runs are very, very controversial. If, if you didn't already get that, people get hurt. And I'm not just talking about those welts that we talked about earlier, they, they get hurt, hurt. In places that have big Krampus runs, the hospitals expect and staff their hospital with enough people to admit tons of people that night, just that night, for broken bones, for cuts, falls, anything from people participating in these runs. And usually over 60 people, which I guess is a small number of people who attend these Krampus festivities, will be admitted to the hospital. But 60 people in one night is a lot for a hospital to have to deal with. Most people, like I said, will usually leave the celebration with welts on their legs, but some people will leave with broken bones from falls or being stepped on or stampled or just hurt in general. And if you're not careful when you book your vacation, you will end up vacationing and being a tourist in an area that celebrates krampus run and if you don't realize this and you leave your hotel to go for a walk or something it's entirely possible you'll see a street full of monsters roaming around chasing people and you yourself will be chased around chased into a shop or something and get whipped with a bunch of sticks which has to be one of the most terrifying experiences for a tourist Can you imagine just like getting up in the middle of the night being like, let's go for a walk to this restaurant down the street and then seeing just a freaking street full of like terrifying monsters because people go all out with their Krampus costumes. People plan like years in advance. They make these things for years to just see them and then be looked at by one of them and just like ran at while they're like screaming at you and then hitting you with sticks. That has to be terrifying. As I said in the beginning, there is a lot of incorrect information about Krampus, especially here in the United States. People believe that Krampus is the anti Saint Nicholas, that he is the bad Santa. That's all completely and totally wrong. He works side by side with Saint Nicholas, and I know that people are not going to like that idea, but that's what he is. Saint Nicholas has no part in the naughty list. None. He doesn't care. He actually enjoys Krampus helping him. And in his mind, Krampus is responsible for the naughty children, and he's responsible for the nice children. He doesn't care or feel bad that these children are either getting rocks or eaten. He doesn't care. St. Nicholas is there for the good kids, not for the naughty kids. One other piece of very interesting Information that I didn't know either, there is not one Krampus. Krampus is not one being. St. Nicholas is one person. But St. Nicholas, he literally goes out of his way before the Christmas season to a group of Krampuses. There's literally hundreds of thousands of Krampuses that live near St. Nicholas. You guys, there's tons of them. And he will... Find the Krampus that he likes the best to punish the naughty kids that year. St. Nicholas literally chooses the Krampus to beat and eat the naughty children. St. Nicholas is not this happy, jolly guy. He doesn't care. Every year, there could be a different Krampus that's going and beating children. There could be one that is possibly meaner than the last more cruel there could be one that's more toned down and leaves mostly rocks and sticks you never know it depends on who saint nicholas picks that year there could be a different krampus that steals you one year than that beat your best friend the last year today is december 3rd which means that if you are on krampus's naughty list you have two days To make that up. Otherwise, best case scenario, you'll find a demon beating you with sticks or whips. But worst case scenario, you're going to be his plate of cookies that year. This podcast may contain false or misleading information. If you are interested in knowing more about any stories shared on this podcast, I highly recommend doing your own research. All listeners are advised that these are stories and folktales. The information shared must be taken carefully and skeptically, because you never know what could be real and what's just a story. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.